Giannis, the Gophers at Iowa, that last uh, that last uh, comment you heard of the montage right there. Welcome to Thursday. It's a Thursday Power Hour, the Jack Michael Show, Derek Hansen, where Derek and I, uh, you know, I get together throughout all morning, and we kind of then just huddle in our little our little fort, our little fortress here on the fifth largest daytime signal in the country. To my left, Derek, you ever crave laughing cow cheese? Can't say I have. No, oh, I haven't had it in ages. I don't know if it's the packaging. It's 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 uh, shaped like a like a larger hockey puck, and then inside are these wedges of really soft cheese. And boy, I I, I was craving that today, and then I went out and bought one of these giant chicken biscuits. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, a little bit. I know. But it's the combo platter. The problem is. Uh, I think I had too much of that today. I, I really went deep into my laughing. I mean, I I had eaten four wedges of that cheese and three quarters of the box of chicken. I don't know what you're having for lunch, but I think I just turned my day into a whole different angle. Well, I dropped my friend Paul off at his workplace. Paul! At, uh, so you know where I had it. To run, oh, it rhymes with the Mulvers. Yeah, the Mulvers. Yes. Nice. In an Utter Burger. And uh, so you're curves. you're satisfied as well. I am. I am, and you know, well, I've been doing the morning show, helping out in the morning show a little bit on our sister station. Yes. So I get up about two forty-five, and so I try to eat dinner around three thirty. Yeah, go to bed about seven thirty, and just so I, I got to be careful not to eat too much, and I just don't eat much anymore, as you know. I have and you got to change it a little bit. It's like yeah, it's like my right. it's like my you know now I'm sure that uh, that you have a little bit. You don't really have the big supper at eight o'clock when you're with that type of schedule. No. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah, you're in trouble. No. I have a uh, couple things. Anthony LaPanta, by the way, good friend Anthony nice. LaPanta will join us today. Uh, the Wild are at home for a few games starting tonight with the L.A. Kings. So Anthony has the call on that one from the television side. And uh, and J.G. might be tied. We may have him or not. Normally on Thursday we talk with J.G. Thus the Iowa reference, thus the Ethan Kaliak Manis sound bite there as Minnesota goes into to Iowa. And for the first time in a long time, and, and you're going to be, you feel free to play. Derek and I will release this uh, coming up. And I thought I saw, not not the, the concert tickets that we're going to give away coming up later, but uh, the other one, I think, the pumpkin patch stuff. So oh, maybe, nice. maybe we could throw that to, if, if, if people want to join us on the, I'll explain in a second, the text club. And you'll need to know it, 35270, that's the text club to get involved in the program to respond and, and two-way traffic as Derek and I like to say. We're coming to you from the uh, Gunderson Jewelers Studio OMG, oh my Gundersons. You know, if you're looking to pop the question, yeah, make it easy. That custom designed wedding ring or what have you. Gunderson's Uptown in Maine West Fargo or Gunderson's.com Before I release the pick four uh, today because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Derek's Response mine, and then Will Thompson, who I saw running around, and I thought, well, you can join. We can have an internal battle between you, me, and Derek on that, and then the listeners can do their own. Uh, I, I thought about this question today because it's the it, it, it's the anniversary of Mike Tyson getting his boxing license back. Oh yeah, yeah. Coincidentally, it is also Evander Holyfield's birthday today, and I'm not making that up. That is really weird. Isn't that strange? But I thought about this when I was reading through this day in history. Normally, we put the history stuff at the end, but I thought I'd front door this today. Is is that the the, the most memorable single act in the history of sport? And by act, 
I mean something out of the norm. I'm not talking about a great shot or a shot heard around the world or a home run. I'm talking about something that is outside that perimeter, like an act, uh, you know, a punch, a bite, uh, you know, so, something that, that a streaker, you know, uh, you know, something. Just is that the most memorable act in the history of sport when Tyson bit Holyfield's ear? And if it isn't, what is? Hmm. So it's what was thrown through my mind today when I saw this whole thing. And it's Evander's birthday. So something that would not be like no. Michael Jordan's last shot. Yeah, or not the, that. that didn't, or, you know, you know right. something Carlton that, Fisk hitting it out and waving the ball right. back in. Even or, the guy, and yeah. I forget his name, and then we saw him every Saturday on ABC's Wide World of Sports. Taking the tumble. Taking the fall. Now, now I, you know, that's But we've seen many a skier fall on, on ramps right. or twists like that. So that... That act, we did just become popular because it aired every week. Um, I, 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 I was old enough, I suppose, maybe young, when uh, Rudy Tomjanovich. I was, I was just going to say Kermit Washington. Is that Kermit that, that was you know, one of the first things that popped in my head. That's, that's an act. Yeah. yeah. So not talking about Lorenzo it's Charles scary, dunking you know. a ball and Jimmy Vellum. Right. Not that. The other part. Right. Um. So put that in your head. Let it swim a little bit today. Well, I can remember where I was. We actually got that pay-per-view when that happened, when he bit the ear. I, I, I just thought of another one, but go ahead. And then uh, I also remember exactly where I was when I saw Ron Artest go into the crowd. That's another one, too. And start fighting fans. Yes. I, I, I guess those would be the two that I would think of that are um, non-on-the-court related right. or on-the-ice related. Yeah. It's called act. Uh, let me throw this at you, and we'll, we'll advance here. But uh, Bobby Knight. Through a chair. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. That uh, the chair the chair was not like it was lightly scooted, like the chair kind of bounced into those yeah. reporters or whatever sitting on the side of the court after he got a tee, and then subsequently that that's an act. That's what a memorable act in I, sport. You may not remember this like I do, but okay. when Marty McSorley t- totally uh, took, took, uh, the, took Donald Brashear out stick. and and I mean literally assaulted him with a weapon. Because he couldn't beat him. He was one of the few guys he could not beat up in a fight. Right. But that was, I mean, that was horrifying. Let me ask you this. Did the local government or local city, did, I don't know did if they that press happened. charges I mean, or that's am I happened, thinking of a different thing? No, that's happened many times in the NHL, especially in Canada it's happened before. Dino Cicerelli got arrested after an yeah. assault. I can't remember where he was at. A listener might be able to help us out at 237-3767 or 35270. But Dino Cicerelli got charged with an assault. And I'm not sure where it was. I, I want to say it was up north, though. Uh, as far as act, most memorable act, and we preface this with Tyson biting Holyfield's ear, Rick Monday preventing yeah, an American sure. flag being burned would be an act, you know, outside of a hit, a swing, and all that kind of stuff. That That's a memorable act, most memorable act. So, hey, I, I, these get as you know me, Derek. I get the stuff in my head, and I have to verbalize and get it get it out so we can. This is true. We can move on and let our brains go. Where, I mean, well, the, I mentioned Ron Artesco and the fans. How about the the great father and son night of those two clowns in South Chicago that attacked that the jumped first on the ba- first base coach? It was a Royals first base yes. coach, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll, I, I can't remember the first base coach, but what a poor guy just standing there and yeah. I mean, you have some great memories with Father Roy, and I have some yes. great memories with Father Wayne. Never would I think no. that, hey, never would dad. Should we go beat up the first base coach? Never the other once team? when my dad and I went to a ball game did he whisper and say, son, put the popcorn down. What are we going to do, dad? <laughs> We're going to jump the rail and tackle the first base coach. Wayne. Oh, my heavens. Wayne. Yeah, dad. 
What are we going to do? <laughs> I just I thought it'd be a good idea to wake up in jail tomorrow. I wonder what those two clowns are doing now. Because that's like over 20 years ago, wasn't it? It was like was totally, the late 90s that totally happened. I forgot about that. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's an act. That's a memorable act in uh, in sport. So, yeah, 35270 if you want to text it. Yeah. Uh, Derek, you and I just, by the way, this is how much we've, I guess, we have fairly decent memories. We've just crushed a, a lot of them right now that 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 works on that. But there's my... You know, so Tyson got his license back on this date, 1998, and it's Evander Holyfield's birthday today. Houston able to get a win last night over Texas, and it wasn't for lack of Mr. Uh, Josh Young, who hit two home runs for the Rangers yesterday. How many of you raise your hand if you thought Rangers are going to come back and win this baseball game because they just haven't lost? Yeah, right. And it looked like maybe, but Houston you know, was able to get enough and, and, and get the job done. And now Houston has at least taken a game in that series. It would be intriguing if they were able to steal another one because I think these seven games are two three twos, if I'm not mistaken. So if they could steal another one and even up this series and, and have it, you know, go that route. But they tied that to, or they, they got one game. And then uh, today the Phillies and the, and the Diamondbacks with Philadelphia up two games to none, the 407 first pitch on that. And then tonight, Game uh, uh, four in the ALCS, Houston and Texas, again at 7.03. Tonight, also on the fan, Jamestown and North. We're winding down in the regular season in parts of North Dakota uh, High School, so really looking forward to that. Bob Roars has the call, Jamestown and North tonight. And uh, there was a host of, of uh, Minnesota uh, football yesterday. I see your uh, Trojans once again. Uh, yeah, the Frazee Hornets, pesky team, though, in the first half. It was uh, 16 to nothing at halftime, and... The Hornets are doing it was like the Brock Jensen drive against uh, K State every time they were you know they were getting the third down conversion so they're eating up a lot of clock in the first half so tough team up front that was uh, interesting to watch. I, I, I'm curious just and I forget which team it was that played um, Barnesville that uh, kicked off and just tried an onside kick right away. Warroad. There you go. And they beat their their friends to the uh, West Rosa last night. Yeah. <laughs> But I was thinking when you I say look, friends loosely there. <laughs> right, right. When you look at a team that you almost deem unbeatable or you have to do so many different things to beat them, I, when that happened, yeah, you called that game, right? I did. I thought. That happened right in front of me. I was listening and I thought. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to score from the 25 or the 45. We might as well kick an onside Oro, kick. Oro, you've won the toss. Yeah. We'll kick. Or yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kick off. Well, I think Barnes will defer. We'll de- Barnes will defer. So, okay, we'll it? try an onside we'll try kick. try an onside kick. Because right if the you gate. get the ball, you're going to score, so we might as well try to keep the ball from <laughs> I, you. I was, I, was, I, was, I was listening at home. I'm going, yeah, that's how you start that. Uh, so so there's a lot of action uh Man, uh, you got the text club going here. What did we? Well, what did oh, we forget? What did we forget? I'm glad we explained act. Well, here. we got some that are pretty. We're gonna go. Oh my god, that we that we forgot. Uh, this one's kind of a fun one. Billy Martin taking Reggie Jackson on the game Saturday game of the week, and, and I think yeah, and and then we almost got in a fight. That's, yeah, they had to break them up. That's right? right. That's a great call. Whoever just texted that. This in. one, me being a college football fan, I can't believe. Oh I, no. I know where you're going. Go ahead. Woody Hayes. Yep, tackled on You know, when stage. I watched that in ESPN Classic one God, time. That, that might be a winner, by the, the, the way. The owner, the the announcers didn't even acknowledge that it happened. Now, could you right. imagine this day and age? Oh, that would be. It would be. They would have replayed it 700 times before we got to the end of the game. There would be, like, like people would put a music video together before, like, four minutes out, like, all tumble for you. You know, there'd be, there'd yeah. be like, stuff put on the internet. And but it was like it was like the director and the TV crew and the announcers did not want to show it again because they didn't show they showed it one time yeah and they're like oh no did that really happen and it's like they wanted to protect Woody 
and after time, it just there was no protecting Woody yeah, Hayes. Yeah, that, that you can't, one. you can't do. I can't believe we didn't come up with that one, Derek. Yeah, uh, the most memorable got act two. in sport. Now we got two, and this one, you're gonna kick yourself because it made it went pretty viral and made it to ESPN. I got to fly to Cedar Falls tomorrow. I'm gonna bring this up with who's ever by me on the plane and see if they can re- go ahead. Yeah. What do you got? Well, you did the radio call of this game. It was in the summer, and. Oh, yeah, Brett Metzger put yep. a garbage can behind home plate yep. and said, go to your home. We've gotten like three of them in the text oh, club. Oh, how, how did I not revive? Yeah. How does that not? Well, because you're, you're thinking of big time. Right, and, and I you're, forgot. And you're not thinking of American Association baseball, but that, that did go viral. I remember, and I'm, you know, it's Jack, so I'm not too hip. I mean, I'm on various social medias. I'm just not, I'm not as, you know, I'm not always twitting or whatever and all that. I remember the next day, Derek, to the game at night, and then the next day happened. I'm sitting in this chair, and my phone is is just, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what did, did I just say something? Did I curse accidentally on the air? I don't think so. I don't do that. And uh, and someone was texting me saying, I think there's been six million hits on this video last night of your call. I'm like, you mean what Metzger did? And sure enough, it, it had gone viral. <laughs> It was and, crazy, and the more then I the more I watched it, I thought I can see why that went by. That yeah. that's a great text. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, someone else put Bobby Knight throwing the chair. We've had a lot of uh, entries for the whole Tanya Hardy Nancy Kerrigan thing. We didn't get to see it. See, really. We didn't see and it. That's a hard one for me. It was an incident that obviously affected sports. Yes, it did. That was just a scandal. And I mean, you want to talk? This is before you know social media, and but I don't think people really. I mean, that was the headline. For everything, right? And that was that um, was the talk of the world at that time. The uh, greatest, uh, the most memorable, I said, I guess the way we phrase the most memorable act in sports, and as Derek and I said, not a shot, not a home run, not a last second, all this. Yep. Something that in reference to, to Holyfield uh, and his ear getting bitten off and Mike Tyson anniversary getting his license back on the state. Um, so that's what, if you just joined today, that, that's what's kind of, and I'm, now I feel kind of like a moron that we've forgotten half these ones that are coming in are so good. Well, and this one was brought up not too long ago, but I mean, George Brett Pintar, obviously. Oh. Um, World Series earthquake, you know, that, yeah, that we that just talked about the anniversary yeah. of that. Um, let's see. And we're forgetting an obvious one too, the Stanford play but that actually was a play but it's just the fact that i the literally band... just had this right yeah. just text into me from my buddy jg yeah. uh, not that jg but my uh, yeah great call 1982 cal bear stanford college that is well and then every time after that now you're like where announcers have said where's the stanford band right i mean that type right. of thing but to that point why that is one of the most memorable acts is that is that uh people rush the field well i mean look what happened saturday people rush the field over big wins it's just that that was the band, and you had people running in and pushing tuba players over. Great call on that uh, to my brother, uh, the Grizz fan, uh, tuning in today. Yeah, that that's right. Three five two seven zero on that. What did we miss, Derek? Uh, caller, call it quickly, and then he's sound like he was in a combine or something. So Great if you're on harvesting, yes, yeah. I mean, I see the people in combines and trucks and topping beats and yes. lifting beats and all that. So salute to all those folks out there are doing them. that right now. But uh, he sounded busy doing that. He brought up uh, the unfortunate thing with the Munich Olympics, obviously. And, oh. you, know, you want to talk about tragedy. And I guess you could maybe look at that, you know, 96, too, in Atlanta with the bombing, you know, and the, the blame that, and, you yeah. know, two, two tragedies in the Olympics. And That's- and we didn't, you know, yeah, and we saw that, obviously, witness it, like to the one with the Harding thing that obviously will go down as an event 
but right. a lot of us didn't see the we saw Nancy Kerrigan, you know, yeah. why, why? And then like the camera's That's cut. all you see. Right. Yeah. You didn't see the the actual the other the other part of it. But anyway, I mean probably splitting hairs here on that. Well, yeah. I think what you're going to as a, a event during a game. Right, like during an event that was not yes. you know, Bobby Thompson or, well, <laughs> or and I was Joel Carter or Kirby Puckett, right? I wasn't uh I wasn't on the earth for this, but having the man that I called baseball with for so many years was involved in. I'm pretty sure when John, when uh, when Juan Marichal took his bat and clubbed John Roseboro over the head, Ooh, yeah, th- that would be an act, right? Yeah, that would. Be. Which started a big baseball brawl, but that you know, so that wasn't exactly wasn't a home run. It wasn't that. That was an act. Well, then someone else said the Boston Marathon. If you want to talk about that, and thing, that, that, yeah, off. that the most memorable act on that, yeah. So. Where would you put? Uh... The Mike Piazza, Roger Clemens thing. You know, Ooh, you know as far as Clemens throwing the broken bat back at Piazza or A-Rod knocking the right. ball out of the glove, which... Or you know, even who who just punched out... Well, I mean, it was a brawl. I mean, I guess that would go into our category of great brawls, I guess, but the down goes... Yeah. Well, that was uh, Tim Anderson got KO'd, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was an act. Yeah, that was an act. <laughs> that, that, he was seeing stars. That, that was an Someone act. Someone says, uh, Kahib, did you say it right that he, the uh, MMA fighter, went after the uh, Conor McGregor's entourage after a fight? So I guess that would go. I like out. that we're getting MMA involved mm-hmm. in this. Well,. You know, there's a lot of interesting things that happen there. Cause I'm not going to bring up like when someone tried to take Mystery Wrestling's mask off. Because now those are no. I mean, actually yeah. that was built on on. I could acts. fill the next five hours right. talking about crazy <laughs> so, things from pro wrestling. So that, those don't count. No, with all due I respect. mean we could talk about the Monday Night Wars, just WCW versus WWF at the time, and some of the crazy things they would do to try to outdo each other's shows. I I am glad, and I know we'll come back. We'll come in Anthony Panta coming up around the corner. The um. When we come back and, and still fill the fill the box with that three five two seven zero, you can text uh, or call two three seven thirty seven sixty seven. But when we come back, Derek, I, I'm going to release the pick four, and this is something that that we've started. You know, I started years ago, and then when I was in Bismarck, kept it going. And uh, the premise of being is that I can almost guarantee you, almost that you're not going to go four and zero, and that's the premise of what the pick four is all about. So we haven't done this in years, and I thought, you know what, I'll release it. And since you're texting into the text club today, you, you'll have throughout the show to to text in your responses. And then maybe, Derek, uh, uh, as this plays out, I think we've got some pumpkin patch uh, tickets back there. Yeah, we can probably bit, find yeah. a way to deliver it to, to, to award if you go perfect or not. So we'll release that coming up in the next segment. Lots to get to today uh, in the sports world. Uh, the Wild back in action on the ice uh, coming up tonight uh, against the, the Wolves, play their final preseason game tonight. They're at Chicago, and pretty soon you're going to have them all. NFL, baseball going on, NBA starting, hockey certainly underway. There's a November Classic going on here. It's what's happening. More with this. Uh, keep it rolling today. Thursday edition, Jack Michael Show on 740 The Fan. Tune in to 740 The Fan to stay up to date on the latest football news. Thanks to the following sponsors, Red Hen Tap House, Cascalay Creamery, Sun Control and Decorative Film, and Minnesota Motor Company. Visit 740thefan.com. Boom, bing, dong, ding, boom, boom. But, you know, part of this pick four is also going to, yeah, it's going to make you think a little bit about what's coming up over the weekend. And we've got a lot between KFGO and, and 740 The Fan just... 
We are loaded this weekend. I'm glad I don't have to put that schedule. Who does, Derek? I wish it was done. <laughs> it's part of Derek's. So you not only get up at 245, you got to mix and match a little yeah, bit. Well, I know I'm, I help doing a little right. bit, but you're, you're Oh, yeah, you're for sure. Guy. Well, you're, I mean, you're, you're... I rely on you and yeah. Al and Joan <laughs> when I make mistakes on it because yeah. you're trying. You're kind of between yeah. three it's, stations, four signals, trying to put it all it's together. It's a lot, so I'm impressed that you're just ahead of the game on that. It's good. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm ahead of it. I'm in the <laughs> well, game. You're, you're in the game. Yeah. I mean, you're second in medium. I kind of feel like I'm an American Gladiators, and they're all trying to you know, get me well, with I, that big <laughs> – puffy jousting and, thing and knocking me off the uh, how is that yeah. not back on the air somehow please well, um it will be uh so the pick four uh the the key is that you gotta you gotta go perfect to even have a shot at the little the pumpkin patch tickets we're giving away if, if anybody does uh you gotta go four and all now derek I, i'll be honest with with you and, and as i always am i doubt anybody will and that doesn't come from an arrogant. I'm not a cock. I'm not being cocky here at arrogant. It's just that it's a law of probability. It's just right. very rare that people go get all four right, uh, and you have to to be able to to win. So you can utilize since we're kind of priming that pump on the text club today. You can text in uh, your answers to these and just put your name, I guess, and your first name or something on that, and and uh, and your answers. And Derek and I will play against each other as well. So you and I will go. We'll just put our right. own Sounds side good. bed like a Nestle Crunch Bar or something on this. Um, and here they are. Uh, and, uh, and we'll let you go first here, Derek. But how many wins for uh, NFC North football teams this weekend? So, again, you, you can text these when you hear all these in at 35270. But how many wins for NFC North football teams this weekend? Zero, one, two, three, or 4. Vikings have the Niners. Detroit's at Baltimore. The Bears host the Raiders. And Green Bay is at Denver. Hmm. How many wins for the NFC North football teams this weekend? I'll let you go first on this one, Derek, and then I'll I'll, I'll throw mine out. Interesting. And by the way, just a little promotion. We yep. do have that Detroit-Baltimore game on here. 11 o'clock is the pregame show on Sunday here on 7 for the Fan. It's going to be a rock. I, that, I'm I'm going I'm going one and, th- and three. So I, I think just Green Bay at Denver is going to win. You're I mean, gonna, I, I'd like to think my Vikings will win against that defense, but they won't. You're going to go one. And I think Detroit, this is just kind of a game. Yeah, you know, you're gonna drop a few. This will be one that you drop against a, a decent Baltimore team. And Chicago, I don't know. Chicago against Vegas, that's a tough game to pick. It's but, at Chicago. Yeah. And that's the only thing you have And they're going. a dumpster fire kind of at well, times. Both and, organizations are a dumpster. I mean, these two heralded NFL yeah. franchises are just both kind of a dumpster fire right now. So you're going one. I, I had two in my mind, and I don't know which two that I'm I'm going with. I think Green Bay at Denver. Uh, Green Bay's a mess. I mean, Denver's, Denver's a mess. Denver's a mess. And, and De- Green Bay's not much better, so you're kind of yeah, rolling the dice here. That could be wrong. And I kind of think Detroit. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I've been waiting for the shoe to drop, and it's not. It's a legitimate shoe in a legitimate foot in a legitimate body in a legitimate NFL yeah. team. So I'm going to go two on that. I'll go first on number uh, two. Question two. How many wins for UND hockey Ooh. this weekend against number one Minnesota? The Fighting Hawks rank five. Brad Schlossman will join the program tomorrow. Uh, how many wins for UND hockey this weekend versus number one Minnesota? Boy, the UND looked really sharp in the net, aggressive. It yeah. is going to be a packed house, but it is number one Minnesota. Derek, I, I, I hate this. I'm going to go two. Wow. I almost talked myself into one. Yeah, I'm going to do Splitsville. Okay. Yeah. You got number three. Yeah. Which game will have the greater margin of victory? I'm not asking you to pick the winner here. 
Which game of these two will have the greater margin of victory this weekend? Minnesota at Iowa, Western Illinois at NDSU. Well, yeah, I'm going NDSU. I would not want to be the Leathernecks this weekend. I mean, there'd be a lot of frustration. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's easy to gravitate there, isn't it, right? It is. And I, I think Minnesota-Iowa, I think, will be closer than what you might think because Iowa's offense is just not great. And they might, they'll might they find a lot of holes in the Gophers' defense. Don't get me wrong. They yeah. did last year, and they didn't. that was one of the worst offenses I've ever seen, but they just threw the ball to Laporta. The one guy that you got to stop, right. and the Gophers couldn't they stop couldn't him. They couldn't stop him. It was embarrassing. <laughs> so... The I, one guy I would have put three guys on him, Jack. I'm not right? kidding. I watched a lot of Iowa last year. Yeah, I have a friend whose whole family is. They a, developed some nice tight ends, yeah, by the way, over yeah. the years. Yeah, well, two of them are going to be playing Monday night in U.S. Bank Stadium. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, my heavens! <laughs> I mean, it's a how screw- do you really feel about that Gophers? Oh, the last two years they have blown the games against. I mean, PJ literally some of his coaching decisions too. And by the way, yeah, I heard this. You know, as PJ Brero had this on the other day, and just. I think PJ deserves some heat, but as someone who wants this program to be relevant, yep. I don't want him to go. Do you want to start over again if you're a Gopher fan? I, I for me, whether it be fired or well, him going on to goes, greener pastures or whatever, I just I I think you want to keep that consistency. A, and we'll get the question for in a yeah. second. Well, I'm going to go NDSU Western too oh, for yeah. the greater margin. Um, that question you just asked is so poignant because it may have changed over the years. In today's game. To play the counterpoint against what you just said, in today's game, can you resurrect a collegiate program quicker? Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. So, I'm with you on the, do you really want to start over in a whole new scheme and philosophy and, and build this from the ground up and what guys you're going to lose? I get that. That's, you could, it could be, you could 86 your team right out of it for the next decade. But I'm I'm not so sure you you could, unless you're. Well, not everybody's Deion Sanders. Maybe they can get it. Well, that's just you know? it. I mean, I think you're. T- we're all talking about, and that. Let's face it, the, the honeymoon's over on that deal. Can yeah, we? Can yeah. we admit that? Yeah. I mean, so, I, I just think, in this situation within that conference, when you're bringing in four heavyweights from the Pacific Coast, I think you want some stability in there, and I, I do think that you know, and he's had accusations of a hostile workplace. I think if you have someone who's that intense and that. You know, type yeah. A of personality. That's what you're going to get, and you know that going in. So I, I don't. It, it's kind of like anyone who went to Bobby Knight and was. I, I played for Indiana. Man, Bobby Knight was really tough on me. Really, you didn't know that on your first recruiting visit. <laughs> really? you, did you never watch them on TV throughout the 70s and 80s? Did you not hear Jack's question today? Yeah. And how many people said the yeah. chair throws? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Steve Alford. I mean, I'm not going to feel sorry for you if you got smacked upside the head. It's not right. But that's just what you're going into. I mean, it'd be like walking in the northern, being surprised there's topless women dancing around. I mean, seriously. I mean, mean, goodness gracious. What is this? I'm just trying to have a salad. (laughs) No, but I mean, to to your point, I just I think kind of what JG said last week, why he wants cousins because the consistency at the quarterback position. A legitimate answer on both of those things. His argument for cousins and my argument for Fleck is okay, but if you're consistently. Right, kind of not getting above the Mendoza line there. Well, is there something right. to that? And that's kind of what the Vikings have been throughout my lifetime, right? Always hovering around the NFC North or NFC yep. Central crown, and, and you're getting just the waiting for something to. to, and, to... And it's a legitimate argument. I mean, because let's face it, Kirk Cousins has had one playoff win. The Vikings have had more playoff wins with all this rotating quarterbacks they've and, had, and no I'll matter who it was in there. Before I mean, we get to question four and the pick four, yeah. and then we'll read, well, don't worry if you've missed out on them, we'll go back over them, but 
to bring this, what you just said, all together, I dealt blackjack for many years at a club, and and uh, and I would tell you that as players came in to play, you get a lot of regulars, and they all kind of knew how they played. The anchor knew first base, knew second base. They, you know, you knew the guys that weren't going to hit on a twelve against a break card, things like that. Right. You know, the the anchor played pretty consistently. They didn't split tens against. They took their win. My point being is that. If the table played consistently, there's a good chance that they may not win all the time, but over the span of time through a shoe, through two shoes, through three shoes, a lot of them made kind of pretty yeah. good dough. So it's the point that you're making right there. So, so your consistency doesn't guarantee you wins, but eventually you're going to run into a good shoe on consistent play. To your point. Yes. I think the prime example of that, why you need to be more patient and if it hasn't been proven over time by one organization, what organization do you think I am talking about when I describe patience with a head coach? If they bottom out a year, don't worry about it. I'll give you a hint. They Are they have having fa- a tough fa- year this year? They, a little tougher, and they have faced your favorite NFL team many times in the Super Bowl, three times to be exact, and your team is one Pittsburgh. and two. Yeah. I mean, B- Bill Cowher had some rough years. Yeah. Tom finally got yeah. his Super Bowl. Mike Tomlin comes in, he wins the Super Bowl. They've had some tough years, but they're always usually and, and relevant. And hasn't been under 500, but been either around right. or a little bit above. But they it's finally get the payoff, and I just wonder if consistency isn't a little. I've, I've just always looked Great at that thought. organization because in my lifetime, they've had three coaches. Uh-huh. <laughs> three. How about that? It's a great call. And they've won more Super Bowls in my lifetime than any other organization that I've been around outside of the New England Patriots. It's a good call. Question four in the pick four. Over, under, one half. Total number Mm. of turnovers for the Minnesota Vikings against San Francisco. The easy answer is over. But. Yeah, I'm going over. Okay. Until they prove prove me that they aren't going to cough the ball up. (laughs) Just to be different. I'm going to go under. I'm going to say the Vikings do not turn the ball over against San Francisco. Okay. So there's your pick four. You can text in your answers, 35270. How many wins for NFC North football teams this weekend? Zero, one, two, three, or 4. Question two, how many wins for UND hockey this weekend against the Gophers? Zero, one, or 2. Ha- game that will have the greater margin of victory this weekend, Minnesota at Iowa or Western Illinois at NDSU. And then question four, over, under, one half. Total number of turnovers for the Vikings against San Fran. That's your uh, that's your pick four for today. If anybody does go four and zero that on our text club at three five two seven zero by answering that, we got some uh, little bits. Is that what you call it? little bits of pumpkin yep. and patch and various things. So we'll we'll resurrect the pick four. Uh, Derek, let me ask you this before we break and bring Anthony Lepanton. If the Vikings don't turn the ball over, will you tell me that they they will beat San Francisco? It gives you a chance. You're not gonna go you know how I feel about turnovers. I know it's a huge. It's it's huge. I mean, it, it is absolutely huge. I can tell you. Well, about, in your time of calling UND football, yeah. it's one of the biggest factors. It is absolutely huge. It it, it it's it's um, you know, and then in the particular game this past Saturday, you blocked a punt, we t- scored on a special teams play, and won the turnover battle. Those are recipes for wins like we saw. That's a recipe for 49 points against That's exactly right. Against a, a, a defense team. that we've talked about for <laughs> years, right? That's exactly uh, the the point of that. So going back to you know, going back to when Jim Dick was the penalty linebacker right, as far right, as right. type of defense that they had. A great great drop right there. Oh, what a yeah. ball player he was. So you and I are different a little bit. You went uh, one win for NFC North football teams, I said two. 
Uh, you went one win for UND Hockey this weekend. I, I jumped in and thought maybe the building is just going to be so raucous. I'll listen to Schlossman tomorrow and see if I. Well, don't I mean you know. the interesting thing about hockey is, and you're seeing this more and more, aren't you? With like, you know, just look at the Rangers and Astros. The yeah. Rock always said, you know, it's fun coming out and getting a pop and getting cheered, but there was something about going out and getting booed too. Yeah. And some some teams just thrive on being the bad guy and hushing up a building. It's, One triggers the, yeah. the 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 energy in a body to play for that. One triggers the energy in a body to play against that yep. even harder, right? Well, I think about all the time when Ken Herbert got booed when he was introduced at Atlanta cult, you know, after he yeah. did the whole polling uh, Ron Gantoff. And he goes, I love it. I, I won't forget it. He goes, I love it. They had a microphone. He goes, this is great. And Seems to have worked out for the Astros over the years recently of oh, getting sure. booted places and, and doing what they're doing. Uh, we'll step aside, come back. Anthony Panda, the Wild, coming off that win in Montreal. How special was that for Marc-Andre Fleury? Anthony can speak to that. The Kings were, were fresh into this season. Uh, outside of that stumble in where Toronto, I believe, yeah. That was ugly. Yeah, that wasn't pretty, but, uh, you know, they're just kind of getting traction. Well, that was a bad penalty, and this happened to them in the playoffs. We can talk to Anthony about this. A bad penalty led to a snowball effect after that. There it is. And, man, <laughs> and I tell you, old Dino, he he made it very clear on that one, too, <laughs> who it was. <laughs> it will come back the with The tire more. marks are still on. It's a Jack Michaels Thursday edition on 740 The Fan. Are you deer hunting this season? Be aware some areas of special regulations to What if this is Anthony's, like, alarm to wake up in the morning if this starts going off on his iPhone or what have you on that? It's a Thursday edition of Jack Michael's show with Derek Hansen, our good friend and uh, voice of many uh, things, obviously the Minnesota Wild also. And Anthony joins us today getting ready for that puck to drop tonight. And, uh, Anthony, good to have you in. Wild side by Motley Crue. Is that any part of your uh, alarm system, Anthony, getting up? Uh. My, I wake up to Jack Michaels. I just have him calling, track it down, March, and that's what wakes me up every day. That's right. I wake up to visions of a man Velcroed to Midway Stadium and off Energy Park Drive. That's <laughs> yeah, that's happened too. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, I go back too many years, and his kids are up and out too. And those, Anthony, hey, with the, so we got a little traction of the wild season for goodness sakes. Derek and I were just talking about. You know, the, 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 the Toronto went, went a little bit different. But coming off the Montreal win, and, and you can put it into perspective how special that, that possibly was for Marc-Andre Fleury. I think that'd be a good place to start, Anthony. Yeah, it was a special night. It was really, you could feel it the couple days leading up. There was a lot of talk around town that this was very likely the last time he'd play in Montreal, grew up nearby grew up a big Canadians fan. The fans up there love him. And it was cool to see him play well. They had a couple of what you'd call vintage Marc-Andre Fleury saves, the double pad stack windmill flop that robbed one Canadian goal uh, scoring chance. And the crowd's chanting Fleury. It, they were aware of what was happening. He's one of the all-time greats. It was a special night. Very, It was an important win for the Wild, too. They got back to kind of playing their way, but the story of the night was flurry and it was there's sometimes where local fans are aware of what the significance of the moment is. And in Montreal, those fans certainly were aware of how special what they were watching really was. I'm curious because obviously you're traveling all over the globe, uh, doing wild 
if if in the in in Canada now, and I suppose I could ask our, our buddy Paul Edmonds on this, but are 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 fans in Quebec, you know, different than fans in Toronto or in Winnipeg or in Vancouver? You know what I'm getting at here, Anthony? Or is it pretty much across? Is one like you know we talk about? Oh, that's a smart fan base. They know their baseball in St. Louis as opposed those guys are crazy. I don't know. Is it across the board? Pretty even across Canada. I'd say it's even in terms of that they're all passionate hockey fans, but they're very different fan bases. Toronto and Montreal are very different than what you experience in Calgary and Edmonton. And then Vancouver's different from both of them. I'd say Calgary, Edmonton, and maybe lump Winnipeg in there. They're fairly similar. And then I think the Eastern Canadian teams, Ottawa's a little different just because they haven't had they haven't had a lot of success lately, and the building's been half empty. It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. But Toronto, Montreal, they're knowledgeable fan bases. They're his, they're aware of the historical significance of what they're watching. They're original six franchises. It's just different in those cities. And I just love when you're in those towns. Everybody's talking about the game. There's a vibe on a game night. You'll see people wearing jerseys around town from lunchtime on. It's it's a little bit different than most American cities in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's probably a little bit similar to kind of what we have in baseball, right? What hockey is to kind of just the fact that East Coast, very type A, right? Where we're a little more, you know, Twins fans are a little bit more type B because Jets fans are passionate about it, much the way we are about the Twins. But, you know, we just enjoy the the whole atmosphere of it, right? We're, we're enjoying the experience of the fact that we have hockey and baseball around here. Yeah, and I'd say the Minnesota fans are, in terms of hockey, they're about as knowledgeable as anybody in the league. And, but it, yeah, there is a different vibe. And, you know, you talk about it for baseball, and Jack mentioned St. Louis. Those fans are terrific. They're into every pitch as they're watching the game. Twins fans, I'd say, are much more laid back than that. They're they're cheering and they're following, but they're not they're not locked into the pitch sequence like St. Louis fans might be, and they're not off their rockers like fans in Philadelphia are, where <laughs> right, right. they're there for one reason, and that's to insult the opposition. Uh, New York is probably <laughs> right. kind of along those lines too. So it's the, every city's got a little different vibe for sure. The uh, the the injury, I guess, update. I, you know, the, the Wild and, and uh, you know Dean Evans and, and his staff are, are working around this, trying to get production. And obviously, we're early, but Anthony and you know with, with Boldy's injury and a couple of guys out, and and it's and so you've got a massage, I guess, a little bit out of the gate, right, Anthony? Well, massage would be an understatement. This <laughs> is like they're going in for a major surgery right now because it's. <laughs> They were already tight against the cap, number one. Number two, their cap is 14700000 less than everybody else's because of the Parisi Suter buyout. So the other night in Montreal, when they lost Alex Goligoski the day before the game, he was injured in practice and didn't really have time to get somebody up there to play that night. So they played a man short in Montreal, just had 19 dressed that night. But they were $32 million under the salary cap that night when you combine the buyout penalties for Parisi and Suter with the injuries to Boldy, Spurgeon, and Goligoski. And they were in a spot where they they probably could have withstood two injuries. They couldn't withstand three. 
And now with Goligoski going on long-term IR, which means he can't play for the next at least 10 games and 24 days, that means they get a little cap relief. So they were able to recall Sammy Walker for tonight's game, so they'll at least have a full complement of 12 forward, six defensemen. But these are major losses. I think Matt Boldy was poised to have a big year. Still might be, but they're, without him, that hurts their power play. It hurts their second scoring line. And then you take both Spurgeon and Goligoski off the blue line, which was perceived to be a strength, seven deep, and a couple of guys in Iowa at the prospect area that were not that far away. And right away, now you're down two of your top seven. Dakota Mermis is up here filling in. And before we head on the road next week, I'd guess we see one of those young prospect defensemen from Iowa recalled just to bring along on the road trip for insurance because they play three games in four nights and you don't want to get yourself in a spot where a defenseman goes down and you've got to play shorthanded on the blue line. So it's amazing how fast things can change and areas that were perceived to be an area of depth and strength are suddenly tested and this team's been tested right away. Handcuffed. I like how you put that, Anthony. Uh, you are because the, the cap and those dollars that all factors in, Derek, uh, to what they can and cannot do and who they have. Oh, no question. But I will say this: you can tell why they missed him so much in the playoffs. If it wasn't glaring during the playoffs, it certainly is now. Because Erickson Eck, I mean, what a difference maker he is. Winning faceoffs, what he was able to do, getting the biscuit in the basket, as they like to say, he is just a difference maker. And we maybe have taken him for granted over the past few years. I think a lot of people have taken him for granted, and part of it is because he's underappreciated for some of the things he does. I thought he was an absolute beast in Montreal the other night. The two young guns for the Canadiens, Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield, looked like they were about to turn in their skates and sticks by the end of the night of getting knocked around by him around the net. He He just shuts down the other team's best every night, and now he's started to add more and more scoring over the last few years. He's a Net front guy in the power play, takes every big face off, first forward out on the penalty kill. I think he's the most irreplaceable player in the wild organization, and, and that's what we did see when he was out in the playoffs last year. Kirill Kaprizov is the best player this team has, maybe the best player they've ever had. But Jules Eriksson Ek is the most irreplaceable. There's just not another guy that does all the things that he does and does it just kind of quietly and under the radar. And, you know, for years there were people talking about, oh, this is a first-round pick, and look at the guys taken around him that have scored more, and did the Wild miss, did they miss? And I kept saying, look, they wouldn't trade this guy for any of those players that were picked in the same area as him. One of the guys at the top of the list was a Minnesota native, Brock Besser, who was scoring goals early in his career. And I said, look, there is no way you trade Erickson Eck for Brock Besser with all the things Eck brings to the table every night. Anthony Pante, just a minute or so remaining with Anthony, Minnesota Wild in action tonight against L.A. The uh, I almost brought up a Totino Gray squad. I don't know if they played last night. I think they may have lost in a tie. You know, Derek's a Barnesville guy, so his yeah. Trojans eventually will probably oh, knock on wood here. Meet them in Cal- It's called November anxiety. Yeah, November. Yes. Derek starts getting a little yeah. tighter, uh, Anthony, because he, he sees this gigantic Caledonia billboard mm-hmm. in front of him and all that. So, and I know the ties to Totino Grace, right, Anthony? Well, yeah, there are some ties. I feel like I'm being set up here because it, last night was the most painful loss that we've suffered maybe ever, for sure, since I've been on the staff. It was 
it was a brutal night, and we lost a double overtime game to Wilmer last night oh. with a bizarre finish. It was yeah, we had a two touchdown lead late in the game. We allowed that to get away through some mistakes of our own, and then we really had a tough finish. We had we had scored first in overtime. We stopped them on a fourth down play. Our guys they're in line to shake hands and the, all of a sudden the officials get together and say we changed our mind we think the guy scored he wasn't stopped short i didn't even know this happened. i honest with you anthony i wasn't yeah. setting up anything i had no clue <laughs> oh my god yeah no so they they gave him credit for the touchdown then they went for two and got it and won the game 36 35 and in double overtime in the regular season finale so Yes, I've been preparing for the Wild and the Kings, oh. but the sour taste in my mouth has oh. not yet dissipated, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Boy, there's going to be an edge to that telecast tonight by the play-by-play guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got, yeah, there might be. Yeah, I think so. I can't let you leave, Anthony, without uh, bringing up uh, – the, there's a. I don't know if you've heard, and I'm guessing you know, sharing office space with Kevin Fulness you have. There's a little uh, series going on this weekend up in Grand Forks. Oh, and, and yeah. uh I'm sure the, a lot of this, you know, Twin Cities area is looking at that too. And a former Gopher, I'm sure he's going to keep his eyes on it. Brock Faber, T- talk about this young man. I mean, you lose Dumba, which is a loss, no doubt. But boy, he's certainly stepping up, and he's going to be a future star, I think, on the defensive position for the Wild. Yeah, I think he's been their best player through three games, just in all phases of the game. They've leaned on him heavily. He's playing more. He has more even strength ice time than anybody on the team has yet to be on the ice for a five-on-five goal against it his NHL career, which is amazing. I mean, granted, the career is short, but played two games in the regular season, six in the playoffs, and three this year. That's 11 games and has yet to be on the ice for an even strength goal against. He's just been terrific. He's, I think he's exceeded what the Wild expected from him at this point in his career in that he's starting to drive plays offensively. Uh, he's going to be a special player. The Wild, they missed Dumba for sure in terms of his personality, his energy, his leadership. But I'm telling you, they don't miss him on the ice right now with how Brock Faber's been playing. Pretty good setup right uh, right there. And and I'm of the ilk that those two universities should be forced to play every season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you on that one. uh, My goodness. Uh, Watch me calm Anthony before he goes about his business and gets ready for hockey. I never let Anthony uh, lose. For those that don't know, as I always say, he's a, he's a culinary expert, a uh, great chef. Uh, so my question to you is we always finish with something food-related. Um, um, uh, working with, with, with alcohol, uh, like, like when you're making something, what's the best uh, wine? Uh, what do you do? Let, let's talk a little bit about the the Because fl- I've started developing a relationship with my crock pot again, and I just I use Dr. Pepper. Doesn't seem really again with a beef arm <laughs> with a beef arm roast, Anthony. And I know that you're the you're the expert here. Should I be using like a wine, a vino? What do you think? Yes, is unless you're a heathen. I mean, you're with Dr. Pepper. What in the world? Well, gonna, you know me. Have a little. We gotta have a little chat. I know. I know. I know. Catch up the spice. I know. I'm worried, I know. That right. Kind of stuff, yeah. But but uh, <laughs> yes, we're gonna. We'll teach you a few things with Vino, but and I'll, I, I do cook a few things with Vino, but I'm what I'm actually really starting to try to learn more about is how to pair the right Vino with the right food, and I'm learning a lot more about about that. 
and I don't know what the hell I would put with beef arm <laughs> marinated in Dr Pepper. So, well, <laughs> I, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you there. Maybe go with a lemonade or something. But we'll, when the night, one of these times when you're in the Twin Cities, yeah. we'll have dinner in Shoreview and. I'll try to get you pointed in the right direction. Oof, I need it. Well, obviously, I need it. That, that, I think he's going through the Willis and Lutheran you yeah. know, cookbook that they have out there. My something. potluck. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, that kind of well, thing. I, was, I was talking about a sour taste in my mouth from a football game, but right now my <laughs> taste buds are just, they, don't even, they can't even think straight after I've, hearing that uh, philosophy. I've replaced it with Dr. Pepper and beef arm roast. That'll get you ready. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad I can get you back on track. See, when for... I think of wild games, I just think about going to the XL Energy Center and having a hot dog and a you know a big pretzel. But that's yeah. just me. Uh, you got to go to the little pantry. Yeah, house, I tell you what, they've got some. They have some great food options there this year. That and I don't spend a lot of time out in the arena for obvious reasons. But they right. had a a little. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't a seminar. It was kind of an open house to show you some of the new culinary stuff they have. And I, if you really were interested. You could go down there and have a great meal. And this isn't like the old days of, you know, our days together, Jack, in the right. Northern League press boxes where it was a <laughs> hot dog and maybe a slice of pepperoni if you got there quickly enough. Right. This, they've got some great food options down there right now. Oh, that's great. I love how we finish on food. See, Derek, isn't life just a little bit better today when you finish on food? Yeah, especially if you don't, you know, don't have much of a lunch and it's a noon hour. Uh, the, we have uh, the show, Lance. My dear, and... my friend of all friends, what are you? He, the doctor, did you see how quick like, it just turned That might be a doctor? promo coming that up. I'm just throwing that out there. That is a fantastic line. That, that's terrific. Anthony, have a great call. I hope Dr. Pepper's not one of your sponsors because yeah. we might have just gotten him in trouble. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's the universal call soda. Mr. Pibb. If they are, we'll find Boy, out. Yeah. Mr. Pibb. Yeah. That would be equally as yeah. well. Uh, Anthony, you're a champion, yeah. man. Uh, thanks for joining us today, certainly on short notice, and uh, I know you'll have a good call tonight. Thanks, buddy. Yep, anytime. Anthony LaPanta, voice of the uh, Minnesota Wild, joining us tonight on TV. That's fun. I feel like I could talk to him about everything well, for a very long he's time. He's just a good guy, and and and, uh, and I stereotype because, you know, Vinny and AJ and all his, his children, I've known them since they were young, really little, and uh, and, and and he maybe I'm envious you ever do this, Derek? Like, like, do you play an instrument? Uh, no. Okay. I, I, tr- really... I tried to play the trombone. I was the worst trombone player <laughs> in the history of uh, Barnesville High School. As... Ask Mr. Fagan. Right. <laughs> As you get older, yeah. you look back and go, man, I wish I'd learned how to play like a guitar. Uh, I wish I learned how to play piano. the guitar and drums for sure. Yeah. Right. That's kind of Anthony. He, he, I, he, I never knew he was into so much, and now he's become quite the, just, just. Tremendous chef, you know, cook, you know, he's, he's, he's into all the sciences. So I, I get the response when I dropped Dr. Pepper on my beef arm roast. The response, the response yeah. was as honest. I get that. But I'm, I think I'm kind of envious that he's able to do what he does now. His, his, uh, he's off the charts. Yeah, well, and, at least I got him not thinking about that. How about if, that you're, if you're friends with him on Facebook, he he oh, yeah, kind of taunts you, you with this oh, stuff yeah. too. If you, you look know, at so, his spread that yeah. he puts out. He's like, oh man, because I. Uh, I love carbs, so he's got no. pasta and bread everywhere, and then I like red wine. You, you and so I, I just want to go to his house. We'll and go, hang to, out. We'll go out to Shorewood. You and I will go, and we'll we'll eat on that. Um, and I forgot. I knew Totino Grace lost in a tight game. I you just, didn't realize it was. You know, I didn't realize. I thought you were going to bring up the Gary Anderson missed field goal no, next. I, I mean, didn't realize it was. We keep just, on going down the line. It was here. just harsh. Oh, but that's 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 regular season slash chain into the playoff type football going you know, on. Come next week, it doesn't matter because they have playoffs. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, busy one tonight. Uh, Fargo North and Jamestown.
speaking of great games, that'll be tonight on 740 The Fan and our brother station, KFGO. It is uh, Jacksonville and New Orleans as we begin a new week in the National Football League. Thanks to Anthony LaPanta joining us and you for texting, calling, tuning in tomorrow on 740 The Fan. Ladies and gentlemen,